Hello, this is the sensual bonus episode of the D&D, the somewhat D&D podcast, Wonderful. This is your host, Tyler DeSoto, and I'm joined by my three sexy, sexy, sensual boys, Kyle, Matt, and Jeremy. Say hello, my sexy, sexy, sensual boys, Kyle, Matt, and Jeremy. Hello. Hello, Kyle. I have placed a raw egg within myself. (laughs) And by the end of the recording, it will be a soft-boiled egg. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be... Uh, you know, y- you might be wondering, uh, wh- why is there an episode up this week? Uh, well, we just thought uh, in between weeks, on and off week, we would record a little fun little, you know, side episode to talk about different things that are going on and to hang out and see if, you know... Uh, if the reception's well, maybe uh, if the reception is good, maybe we'll do this kind of thing every now and then. What What do you boys think? I like I'm down it. with it. Yeah, Let's do just it. to give us a little a little break em ups. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm really concerned that if we continue in the sexy voice, um, someone will try to file a restraining order against the podcast, and I'm not sure how that <laughs> works. I don't know. That well, you, you see, you a- see all the. All, all the reviews we've been getting, unfortunately, say that the show isn't quite sexy enough, mm. yeah. and that that's why we're not, uh, you know, getting picked up by major, uh, major advertisers and mm-hmm. you know, major podcast exactly. networks. Is that they're just not quite sexy and or horny enough. A lot Got of people it. don't know this, but early episodes of the podcast, you'll hear some editing out, and it's not because my uh, long deceased cat. Had, was meowing in the background. It was, in fact, all the Barry White music and the sound of a fan blowing thousands of rose petals onto my nude body as I recorded. We were going to do a video element of this, but we couldn't really yeah. get it synced up in a way that worked mm. with the audio portion of the podcast. So that's a little behind-the-scenes movie magic. The sexy has always been here, and yeah. I I was bringing it. Yeah. We well, we just thought it would be too much, honestly. Yeah. Like, is the thing, and it's really hard to balance. Work and it's really hard to work around an industrial-sized fan just blowing, th- again, thousands of rose petals like tiny razors yeah. against my nude body. Well, that's actually what I was gonna say. Is it sucks that no one's gonna see that because I wanted to give a shout out to your spouse for like the whole time she had the rake. The rake was yeah. going, and and they were like yeah. getting it back. Really, just shoveling really, it was just the a rose petals into the f- yeah. into the flow of the mm-hmm. fan. They they yeah. were really a trooper. That was, it, it really that was is crazy. Y'all only had y'all only had like three hundred rose petals, so they yeah. had to really quickly run <laughs> and grab was, them and cycle them back around just, just constantly. Just and it was a so impressive. I will at say that it kind will, of speed. It will make it a little bit easier to focus without them constantly running back and forth in the background with a bag and a rake you know yeah exactly and then you know getting the bag to not be in frame because sometimes you you know you dump it yeah yeah it's a whole they did their you best. guys out there know what i'm talking about <laughs> anyway, anyway. D&D. <laughs> so yeah so yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're taking this kind of loosey-goosey we're kind of you know just having fun here I, uh we've got a couple Things we're going to talk about. Uh, I, you know, we're going to take a few questions. We're going to answer some of y'all's questions as well. So for now, let's let's just start with. I, I want to know how you guys are feeling. I want to know how both Kyle, Matt, and Jeremy are feeling, and how Carvethalandi and Bon are feeling. Hmm. 
about what's going on. Mm. Well, I feel like uh, Carveth and uh, Matt's perception of what's going on. You had to on. think about your own name longer than you had yes. to think about Carveth. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, you're really getting Matt into it, you know. Matt's you know, the mask. Matt's, Carveth is who he truly yeah, is. Yeah, Matt's uh, getting put to the side at the moment. But He's plugged into the machine. We're part of the Matrix. Um, so uh, I feel like Carveth and Matt, um, the person, uh, both don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> um, that's such a long way of saying I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that's true. You could have just fucking audibly, you basically just audibly shrugged your shoulders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> but in I the did. longest winded way possible. <laughs> in the slowest <laughs> shrug. <laughs> like hey. you did one shoulder at a time. Like it was a fucking It was wave. like a slow wave, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Carveth is really more concerned with his obviously like he wants to uh, you know figure out you know what happened to our parents and he wants to get to that goal and you know he he's concerned uh what's going on you know with with the world and why we're kind of being targeted uh so to speak um but i think his greatest concern is the protection of bon and alandi so that's his main concern. He's kind of making sure we're all staying together. We're all protected. Um, even though he is the youngest, um, it, it's the fact that he wants to prove himself to his brothers um, that kind of drives him to try to protect uh, them as well. So I think for me as the player, I am super hooked. Like everything so far is just like one thing after another is like pulled me deeper into both the world and like trying to. I don't know, whenever I play D&D outside of the like show, I always try to, it takes me a little bit to get into my character, but like from episode one with these characters, I feel like we all established a very one, it felt like a closer bond than I have had with other, like playing with other teams or whatever. But also like, I was immediately into trying to discover who Bond is, and I still am in like some ways, like because we're only level three and like mm-hmm. just really scratching the surface of a deeper mystery obviously and everything yeah. but i think more to that uh bond himself is just like it feels like every time he opens another door to get answers to a question as to what's going on he's just in another room with like two more doors or three more doors mm-hmm. and like he's like these are all really important and they could potentially lead to the exit i'm trying to get to but what if I don't go through this one right now? And like mm-hmm. now people are in comas and they were stuck in some dream sequence and they're shadow people. And like, I don't know. I feel like he's just like, it's a lot, almost shell shocked in a way again, like even not to like mm-hmm. keep that as like an ongoing trope for him. But I feel like from the beginning with his like clash with the acolyte of the tide, I believe uh, things were just like left like, book slam closed and then now this stuff is sort of like oh shit what's going on no 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 you can't stick around and ask questions get the fuck out <laughs> you know he's kind of caught <laughs> yeah. his pants around his ankles <laughs> it's like uh it's like one of those books uh do you guys remember uh growing up having those books where yeah like, i've read books you no sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so 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 it's like those uh those uh like decision books like like you Rainbow go through oh, like, like uh uh, choose your own adventure choose your own adventure yeah so like for like yeah for or for bond so like it feels like you almost got to the end 
at the end of the book, but it like shot you all the way back um, to like the beginning. Well, I can tell you that Jeremy is really excited to find out what Alandi sounds like every episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I figured we get to that as a question. To That's a really funny. Point anyway, of like us always forgetting our own goddamn voice. I it's try hard, so dude. hard to do the same one, and I'm quite confident it's been a. It's either that or like <laughs> one of you guys will do a really good voice or like a really good version of your voice, and I get so swept up in listening to how you're in character that I start doing your voice, and it's really, <laughs> really hard. All, yeah, uh, you're getting a little more consistent with it, Jeremy. I will say. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> it would be hard to get less consistent. I, at the beginning, I changed his voice like every five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> like every other line. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's me, Alondi. <laughs> How you doing? All right, now we gotta be really serious. I think both me and Alondi are concerned about the fact that Alondi seems to be important in a way that neither I nor Alondi was prepared for. <laughs> like, we were, I mean, Alondi, by his very nature, is a rogue. Like, mm-hmm. He's supposed to be flashy and everything, but like the rogue, if the rogue is the center of attention, something's gone horribly wrong, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And that means I'm, I think I'm honestly, I might just full start like going into like, Alondi's going to become like a mafia boss. (laughs) That's now his new goal. Like if I'm going to be the, if I'm going to be in the spotlight, let's be in the spotlight, baby. Mm -hmm. Let's get crimes, branding. (laughs) Branded crime. T-shirts. Hell yeah. Merchandise. I like it. Fucking merchandise. Thinking, thinking big. Mm -hmm. A building and business. I mean, you did have that. Alondi is uh, coming up with t-shirt designs. (laughs) That's Mm. what. You did have that whole business in that dream sequence. <laughs> True. You just took over that stand. We didn't get time to include it in last episode, but Alandi showed me he has a copy of the secret that he keeps. What <laughs> <laughs> believing in yourself is that what it is or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little scroll that is just a mirror. And it's Manifestation. Out, you know, ye old secret. Mm. It's it's understanding <laughs> what live laugh love truly means. Mm. Mm. Let's see. That's how, that's how the we... true ending of this story. Uh, <laughs> you you have to have lived laughed and loved. Mm. To, uh, <laughs> We're, living, We're currently living. That's chapter one. Mm. Chapter but, two. Well, is well are you though? Oh, are sure. you living? Yeah. That's are, the secret. Are we just in a dream that's again? That's a really good episode of Community. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, how are how are your feelings on uh on yeah, the true. story so Yeah, true. Where are you so at with your story and how so we're far. playing our little pieces in your master plan? Uh, I am I am very much so enjoying the way things are going. It's kind of forcing me to you know uh, rethink uh, elements of the story and the way to get to certain elements, you know, and mm-hmm. um. I, I, I just I, I really love the collaborative nature of D and D storytelling. You know, yeah, yeah. like I can only have so much planned. Have you found you had to trim the fat a lot with some of the stuff you've written? Yeah, uh, I, I have and haven't. Like, it, it's pretty easy to tell when something's done mm-hmm. and like it's time to move on from it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. have there been? Be honest. 
have there ever been any moments where you're like, they're never going to get this. It's out. We're done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, well, the, the first one that comes to mind is in a lost 20 minutes of recording when you guys couldn't figure out that for some reason the Den of Tiny Thieves was on the map. <laughs> well, we saw it. We just were like, ah, oh, maybe it was no. included. Yeah, I thought it was just on the map. Maybe. Uh, there, there, there's been a couple things where I've been like, it's out. Man, they're get... they're having a they're having a hard time. Moving I, I feel it. like you guys have gotten better at this, but you guys just, especially the first like five episodes, just didn't ask questions about what was going on. <laughs> you guys just rolled with whatever was going, yeah. which is great. But yeah. also, for my own sake and for the listeners' sake, I had no idea if you guys were questioning what's going on. <laughs> it's so tough because you're like. I feel like it's a balancing act too in that like you're trying to role play and like act up your character but also yeah. at the same time you got to not be so immersed that you're thinking in your character's mind like mm-hmm. this is how he'll solve the you know like yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean and that's what's tough about doing this in a recorded medium is mm-hmm. you have to not only do all of these things but you also have to keep in mind the listener and the audience and like okay well i need to verbalize this and it's like we're playing a game yes but there are people watching Mm -hmm. it's like being bad at smash and working at a place that hosted a smash tournament and immediately losing in the first round to a Mm -hmm. child that happened Mm -hmm. what's the most surprising unforeseen thing that you've that you've had so something that we did that just really surprised you and kind yeah, of had to keep you on your toes question. let me think one thing that really caught me off guard was i didn't expect uh bon to have connected with gareth in that mm. sort of way in my head gareth was just a throwaway character to kind of like introduce Thandor and stuff. You can't not only have named the character very close to Jareth from the Labyrinth, but also well, made my, had my character watch the movie. Like, you said I literally up. didn't do that on purpose, but you're absolutely right. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, shit. Did you I did subconsciously up. do that? <laughs> you said that. that That's, uh, that's penance for uh, us just automatically killing Hemroid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like him. Dude, hemorrhoid. one shotting Hemroid. That, yeah, that was a that Rip one hurt. Hemroid. Damn dog. <laughs> um, but I there's mostly it's mostly been things like I thought that this was gonna be more trouble than it was, or like with the shadow guys in the last episode, y'all went a direction I didn't mm. really expect. The whole like launching each other over them mm. and like yeah. I, I'm into it. That was yeah. a great like in my head. I was like they'll figure out a way. Like yeah. Mm. We chose parkour, but I liked the creativeness of mm-hmm. it. Was there a specific way that you thought that we were, so, or not thought that we were going to do it? But like, was there a specific uh, way that you had that? Spoiler, I don't know. If uh, that no, was. yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, basically, like the way I had set it up was, mm-hmm. you can just brute brute force your way through this, mm-hmm. or you'll find some other sort of solution. Got you. Was kind of what was in my head. Yeah, there was a there was a split decision when uh, Carveth was. Like he made it to the other side, and uh, he died? couldn't decide. No. Yes, yes, and then I came back. <laughs> I so I made it in between like the shadow people and uh, uh, the Pharrell King Otto, King. basically. Yeah, yeah, Pharrell King, King Pharrell. I love that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Pharrell is not the king. What happened? Yeah, I know. I know. He was oh, the oh, thing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so uh, I was in between uh, those uh, the shadow people and uh, King Otto, and I thought that if you attacked them from like behind, that they would just disappear. Like I thought they were self-generating from in between him. So if like you attacked them, like then there would only been three. Um, but I decided to go the other way and go to King Otto. And I think uh, Alandi verified that they would just come back on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was a good choice <laughs> on my part. See, I didn't yes. even think he was doing that to verify it. I was just like, oh, these things are magical in some way. Maybe if I light them up, I lit them up. I was like, oh, we can't kill them. They don't disappear from the light. Time to just keep them from grabbing folks. Well, that's also something I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting you to pick up king Otto yeah. and try to carry him out of the yeah. castle i wasn't expecting that yeah were we supposed to kill the king he's the king i i mean in my head i expected y'all to like knock him out mm. <laughs> what which we which mm. well bond tried to do that with his uh sand but he just rolled real bad yeah that's yeah. fair <laughs> oh i thought it was just because he was like magically possessed like whenever it failed yeah I just no. Remember, whenever they're hostile against you, you have they have to pass a DC something. Oh no! Yeah, no. I know. I know that he the 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 sand failed. I just whatever Mm -hmm. reason in my head, I was like, ah, it's because he's acting all weird. We hit him, and he just weirdly stands up. (laughs) He probably can't be knocked out. It's fine. Yeah. At that point, I was just like, well, it must be a high DC for a reason. Maybe we don't knock him out. Maybe we're supposed to kidnap him. And And that's fair, Mm -hmm. but. You know, there's some shit going on in Thandor, mm-hmm. but... Oh, yeah. Dude, there's some shit dog. going on in a lot of the places we've been, and that's why I think, like, again, like I was saying, Bond's just like, man, we just, everywhere we've gone, it's not... Maybe a few days of, like, oh, this is nice. Bad. Bad. Yeah. I really like that so far, we have done a great job of not being good guys. Like we're not even close to good guys. What do you mean? We haven't. What do you mean? We're just, we're just. We're on our own mission for ourselves. We're the explorer going on her quest, and if there's a fire, not our problem. If we can put it out, then we will. But like, if we're explicitly told, don't worry about it. We're done. We're not worrying about. I mean, I think y'all have Mm -hmm. attempted to put out basically every fire you've come come across, right? Yeah, Yeah, I don't think we've done anything necessarily bad. In the last episode, the entire government of a town, the only town we've encountered, was possessed. Well, we were told. Many, many, we, many, many people were missing. Lots mm-hmm. and lots of people were, we were not missing. Told? And were we, we were just told, told to leave. To leave. Yes. No, we were. <laughs> but like, we were. It's, what we're do you not good to do? Do? I mean, y'all were told that y'all are likely the reason whatever is happening is happening, though. It's so, following like, us. It's not worried about yeah. the town. Yeah, they, these people were just the we closest. Assume. We just no, we just happen yes. to be. You are closest. making an assumption, but a mm. logically deduced assumption. Listen, yeah. I'm just I've got flashbacks from a game we played way back when in high school, where I thought oh. it was very reasonable to seal a passage so that the innocent bystanders in said passage would be safe. And then they were all mutilated, and everyone turned on oh, me like God. I was the dumbass. Dude, for totally. That. I, I know what you're talking about. Like was that the one where Chad was the uh yeah. <laughs> the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was a great session. I, Man, I do you it. remember when oh, your story got completely changed? That was fun. Ugh. 
Uh, I think about that all the time. That is like truly I that changed too. things irreparably. But that's neither here nor there. Well, I think that really like speaks into a lot of my um, like what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to create situations for y'all to grow your characters and change things mm-hmm. about your characters, not for me to make decisions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like to make things that like put your, put your characters in situations that are interesting and that they will create scenarios that are fun for our audience to listen to as well. Because like we don't need to waste our listeners time, you know, right. like we want, uh, we're, presenting value hopefully you know to some people and (laughs) for me to just like shit all over yeah and for me to just like shit all over everything you guys have come up with and hold dear about your character is just shitty i hope i don't recall doesn't listen to this episode Especially considering Jeremy was the only one with well, an actual backstory that in that game. That made it bad. I think this part as much can run into it. I don't. I, I know Jeremy might be able to speak to this more than most, but like you run into like some games where there are DMs that are just like so horny about being the rules police, mm-hmm. and like really like my world is so precious and you're playing in it, you know, like it's like mm-hmm. that yeah. kind of vibe. And I don't think yeah. that that was the case with that scenario. I think it was just like, oh, I want to find a way to canonically work your story into what I have planned, yeah. but I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's, there's like really good ways to do that. Like I have things planned. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I ha- I had a plan beforehand. Cause this is a story that I had written before I turned it into a DD campaign. Right. And like, once we started building your characters, I started to figure out, okay, how do I incorporate these things without mm-hmm. steamrolling or changing things that mm-hmm. you said about your character, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or at least not changing fundamental things, which yeah. really was the problem with that, yeah. especially yes. is there's fundamental things about your characters that I can't be like, no, actually, Kyle, I'm sorry, but your cloud is actually one of those black clouds like a thunder cloud it's not blue sorry everybody knows that those are storm clouds obviously uh but no more to that point kind of do any of you guys have like a what if scenario if you didn't pick the race or class that you picked or Mm. like in case one of us kicks the bucket do you have like an idea of like a maybe a backup boy or gal because I don't That's I just question. had a race yeah, that I, I kind of wanted to play that I was yeah. like man I in all my years of D&D I've never played a goblin mm-hmm. for anything um, can you oh, play wow. a goblin? yeah, yeah. you can you it's, can be a playable yeah. goblin I've never been a goblin anything like off the beaten path kind of goblin character like mm-hmm. not necessarily you're like a rogue or like whatever like I want to do something fun and interesting if I did do mm-hmm. something different before a goblin yeah. bard a game exactly on, or like right. a goblin like yeah. like uh what's the thing artificer where it's like more of a tinkery mm. boy mm. i feel like goblin artificer would actually like i that feels like because i don't I, I don't know if it's just me in my head i the two versions of goblins that i can think of are like the shamany tribal goblins and then like the goblins who have like are actually super highly advanced technology. And then I think of the third, like D and D, like the mindless drove 
goblin yeah. where it's just like a this thing is here solely to be hit that's something i'm really striving for is to like like i don't want to be that like rules mm-hmm. are king mm-hmm. show and like that has its place people love that mm-hmm. and that's great i don't think that that's the wrong way to do it it's mm-hmm. just i don't think that is as i i personally don't think that's as fun or mm-hmm. i don't i don't think it lends to as much like doing something silly or jokey mm-hmm. just you know that's my preference yeah mm-hmm. i think what's really interesting is this is my first experience really delving into uh developing a character mm-hmm. um and thinking more along the aspects of like it's almost like these characters to us and hopefully to the listeners too um they're they're alive and they're constantly changing and you know growing and um, I think that's that's really interesting because it's the first time I've really had that experience of getting that deep into a character. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've know we've we've played stuff in the past, but this is the first time that I'm really like delving deep into like it, super so. invested yeah. in the character. Mm-hmm. And that might also just be because this is the longest D and D campaign I've ever played. So. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> Same, dude. Uh, we are not far bro. enough for you to, <laughs> to be true. That's really- <laughs> but uh, that actually leads to a good question. Um, what is a way that each of you thinks your character has changed or how you play your character has changed over the last 10 episodes? Alandi has gotten dumber, but more successful. <laughs> Fair. Alandi's like, plans, I feel like early on, were good plans that just kept mm-hmm. failing. But then when I started throwing batshit stuff at the wall, I started rolling we- really well simultaneously. <laughs> like my two most effective plans are cutting holes in a tent to see into it and crawling on the ground in front of a desk. I feel like in a weird way, Bon has kind of stepped into kind of a leadership role when it comes to like getting to wherever it go, like like the plan is or whatever. It may not make a plan or whatever, but once the plan is in action, it's like okay, I the cleric shall step through the f- door first. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't mind it at all because like I have enough yeah. heels to be able to both take care of the people behind me, but also like handle my own with like the way he's built. But also like I talk to you in the back in the background of things that I have cooked up for potentially how emotions are swayed and the story progresses and how bond Mm kind of deals with things. There's, there's a couple routes bond might venture down. There's no set in stone thing, but like Mm -hmm. whatever he does end up being on will be a decision made because it's what bond would do. And it Mm -hmm. will be very fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the story progresses and how he, deals with the current situation because right now he's got a comatose person on their hand on, on his hands mm-hmm. an entire government like jeremy kind of pointed out is just missing <laughs> there are people after him and, and his Related. brother is apparently wanted by <laughs> weird people skin robots um i think for carveth one thing that's uh changed just in how i originally thought that he would act um, I know in like early discussions, I had him more as like a brash, like ready to fight, you know, like um, just ready, ready to pick a fight with anybody and ready to like, you know, catch some hands, you know, um, but just kind of naturally he became more of like the centered one in the group because very early on, uh, Bon and Alandi both had some pretty significant, you know, we had some uh, beef. 
Yeah, yeah, y'all, yeah, some pretty we significant We had a little bit of family emotion. beef. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was family beef. Little mm-hmm. heritage beef. Mm-hmm. Well-cooked beef. So he, he naturally just kind of became that more centered, you know, uh, character, I think, level-headed, which, uh, uh, you know, kind of makes sense with where yeah. I have him going in this direction right now. I think I would agree and say that mm-hmm. I think Carver has changed the most over these mm-hmm. 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think you all, and, and that's just how this goes, you know, mm-hmm. you're figuring out who your characters are as we play them, you know, like mm-hmm. every decision you're faced with forces you to, you know, learn more about who your character is, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say uh, just to give a frame of reference, uh, I would say we're probably about um, maybe a little around a quarter of the way through the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, I mean, we're Hell at yeah. 10 episodes about where we are. We're probably around that, maybe just under a quarter mm-hmm. of the way through the story. So does that mean this next episode is going to be something saucy? Mm. I haven't decided yet. I, it I've feels been struggling like we're getting with... into some sauce, though. I know. Well, that's what I'm. That's kind of like I've been struggling with. Like, I don't want to go all sauce all the no, time, you know. No, no, no. But no. but we did do like a whole episode that was chill and just us. Maybe you know, not a maybe not a full sauce episode, right? Maybe we maybe we walked into sauce. the kitchen and we're getting a getting a whiff. Like this mm-hmm. next episode yeah. is like the the fucking hey, what's in that pot? Mm-hmm. Maybe the chef. Yeah. Could, maybe the chef looks at us and says, "Like, you want to try this sauce? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get the full sauce pot. You're yeah. holding up a spoon when we sauce. walk into the mm-hmm. kitchen, and yeah. we're walking mm-hmm. towards you. We haven't got there yet. It's and sauce we probably light. won't be there yet, but <laughs> yeah. soon, soon we're going to Sauce Town. I hope there's sauce, not nutmeg no in the sauce. <laughs> so is I have nut allergy. So is there something uh, that has happened so far that any of you? Um, didn't understand or are really questioning or uh, something that you feel like the three of you have, you would want to discuss between the three of you that you haven't talked about, like mm. uh, not in character, just like are we, something, uh, something. Yeah. Are we all in agreement outside of Tyler? Obviously knowing. Probably yeah. I, I, obviously I'm not going to tell you things. I'm just, yeah. Potentially the stuff happening and the map and the road people are all connected. Uh, I don't know. The you said the rogue people, the robe, robed, robe, the black uh, robe, robe gentleman. Gotcha. Maybe. So so, what are all the strings right now that are mm. loose? Like what what all is there? There is Jeremy's mm. birthmark or tattoo. I I I would mm-hmm. say we we always go back and forth birthmark tattoo. I don't mm-hmm. believe your character ever like remembers getting a tattoo. Yeah, like. You either were well, tattooed no, yeah. as a baby or you were born with it. No, yes. Yeah. Well, that's he was where it's born like, it's with a temporary of... tattoo on his back mm-hmm. and his parents mm-hmm. peeled off the paper part. Mm, I see. It's, um, it's like <laughs> circumcision for dark elves. Basically. Uh, but the loose ends we have are the birthmark. I smashed glass the map, at the end. Your mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, these robot guys. Mm-hmm. The robed figures in uh, Bond's dream and what's her uh, whatever's going on with Dahlia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the missing like Pharrell and well, oh, no, miss, we just everyone found missing. We yeah. just found Pharrell, but King Otto is missing. Yeah. So the reason I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's not that it's not all con- it's not that it's not all related. I just don't know if it's all 
one force acting is because Mm -hmm. we haven't encountered anyone with the cleric that cleric symbol Mm -hmm. since we've encountered him Mm -hmm. what cleric symbol the Uh, one we fought with the purple worm with the tiny worms not purple worms god that was a much shorter fight the The, um, what what symbol did he have i don't remember Uh, it was just the acolyte of the tide I don't remember what the symbol was either. I oh, I think we symbol. do. I think I did write that down somewhere. Let me, let me go back. And I just wrote his time. name down and sucks. Because I wrote down what he had. Uh, so got his belongings. Because like we had, we had tons of, we've had tons of encounters since then. And even like the robots that we fought, if anyone was gonna, if they were working together and being like on the same team, you would think that they would have the same symbol. But, like, they don't. They have, if I remember correctly, they have faded out my symbol. Like, or Alandi's symbol, I should say. I makes me think that they're something else not related to the Tide people. I'm not trying to sway your thinking in either direction, but I have no idea what symbol you're talking about with the Aquatic of the Tide. <laughs> I thought I had something written down for it, but I, I didn't see anything. Um, the, I, the, close, so. I, the closest I could come to looking through my notes mm-hmm. is he was, whenever he entered the room, he was swinging a chain thurible or a chain sensor is mm. what that's called. No idea what symbol you're talking about. Not trying well, to convince you that your thought process is wrong, but the Acolyte of the Tide didn't have any sort of like symbol specific symbol mm-hmm. well then how do we know he was an acolyte of the tide he kept telling that's how us. he introduced himself he li- yeah he literally Ooh. told us twice that he was the acolyte of the tide yeah i'm sorry time out what kind of fucking acolyte do you understand why a i symbol hated him of their religion do you do you not understand why i hated the man <laughs> <laughs> he had to tell just... me he was a fucking cleric yeah. yeah i've got a cool fucking piece of ice from the sky that's all colorful not to like, yeah, not to besmirch the dead, but like, no besmirch. He was very shitty yeah, at his job. An acolyte <laughs> should be. I will. I mean, people. I will say in his defense, you don't know what his job is, mm. so acolyte. you don't know that he's shitty at it. <laughs> oh yeah, I do know what his job is. It's being worm food. His mm. his job should be spreading the good Lord's word of. Tide, tide goes in, tide goes out. No one knows how that's that works. the moon. Come you know, on, I don't... man. <laughs> My girlfriend turned into the moon. That's no, he just had that head from that fucking episode of Futurama where they put the beer bottle in the moon guy's eye. That's what mm-hmm. a symbol is. The symbol is a caved in forehead now. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Fair. I think Jesus it was actually God. his chest that was caved in. Oh, Listen, God. It's... Parts were caved in. That that's a uh, that's a fun one where my it wasn't my original plan, but as we started going, I decided before that last episode that the mm-hmm. acolyte of the tide would be dead when you found him. Oh my god! That wasn't in my original plan, but the way that um, things were escalating, we were happily talking about how excited. Well, we like were. the way that like the emotional stakes were building, I felt like I just kind of all of a sudden was like, it makes so much more sense. To put that into the story that he would be dead, thus causing emotional turmoil. You robbed me. <laughs> the trauma. My heart. Damn. Drama riding bastard. <laughs> Taking away the satisfaction. Who put this bowl of onions here? 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that's all we got for uh, this here's <laughs> sexy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just immediately back into that's a professional. I said I was gonna sign us off. I am an actor. I can turn it on and off. I will. He's got the fucking. You've got the touch. But any, anyways, this is Tyler signing off on this. Hang on, sexy sensual bonus episode of Wonderful. I'm removing the egg as we speak. Who, who How would you breakfast? describe the doneness of that egg? It's got a. Oh wait, this is a deviled egg. Oh, oh weird! <laughs> you got a Satan in your butt. I forgot about your butt egg. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Hey, yeah. Uh, if if you like this, uh, we'll we'll probably do another one again. Uh, let us know you liked it if you did. Uh, send that question. Next time. Bye bye. Yes, send questions. Bye bye. Ask me about my egg. Wait, we got. Ask we got to do sexy goodbye. Bye bye. Sexy goodbye. Goodbye. Oh yeah, sexy goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, my lovelies. Fuck you. Gross. Gross.